SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Tuesday morning, 844-843-6879. Our toll-free telephone number, again, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Again, go to the website, hit the contact Scott icon, and fire away. We'll do some more emails, some more tweets and phone calls as well. Russell Baxter will join us as well. As uh, we'll do some NFL talk with him coming up, uh, oh, just a, a couple of minutes from now. As uh, a lot going on uh, from the football world, Russell, uh, get, check out his website and uh, backsfootballguru.com is his Twitter address. He's been covering the NFL for a long time, uh, one of our guys. So uh, he'll join us, like I said, in about five, 10 minutes. We'll do some NFL stuff with him. Talking a little baseball, we got the NBA last night, a snoozer fest uh, with the Lakers and LeBron crushing Portland. They take a 3 1 series lead. That's all but done. Miami does knock off Indiana in four straight. So another sweep over in the Eastern Conference. Three out of the four ends up in sweeps, which is just remarkable considering the one that wasn't uh, was the one that probably most people figured would. And that's uh, Milwaukee over Orlando, but that's going to go to a fifth game. Still, uh, the Bucks in command after winning yesterday three games to one. So no surprise there. And OKC and Houston, which has really become the forgotten series. No Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, it's been competitive. Houston takes the first two. OKC battles back and wins the next two, including yesterday, which they rallied from double digits down. I mean, this really should be a headline series. But with the virus and these games being played in the middle of the afternoon, it's really gotten poo-pooed. But uh, OKC did win by three, and they end up, again, even in that series at uh, at two games apiece. Baseball stuff, pool holes. Talking a little baseball, I love baseball, I love stats, and, and I can get into some of this geek stuff as much as the next guy. I sent out a poll question, greatest right-handed hitter you've seen, I'll update it, but it's either Hank Aaron, Albert Pujols, uh, I threw in Mike Trout just for the Millennials, and I put the other. Uh, a couple of suggestions, including uh, Miguel Cabrera, not bad, you know, but Miguel kind of gets the short end of the stick sometimes, his number's not quite like Pujols's, but not a bad thought, Miguel Cabrera as well, because he's got some monster, monster years. Again, when you start talking about Trout being overrated, throw in the pool holes, you throw in Miguel Cabrera, and tell me how those numbers compare with Trout. They blow them away. All right, phone calls coming up. Russell Baxter, football talk as well. Big with that means. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Tuesday. We'll open up the phones here in a little bit. 844-843-6879. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Then the Chicago Bears current head coach Matt Nagy talking about the upcoming season, which at this point 
It is a full steam ahead. Cross your fingers from uh, from their words uh, to our ears and to hope to reality for the NFL because I'm not sure what the fan would do with uh, no NBA. You know, that's obviously going to end soon enough. And no NHL, that's going to end soon enough. And baseball being as shortened as it is, it would be long. And college football, I guess, would take center stage. I don't know. I wonder if college football would actually move games to Sunday. But, um, you know, looks like we're going to have an NFL season, which is a beautiful thing. Let's talk a little NFL with a guy who's covered the NFL for a long, long time. Uh, you check him out on his uh, Twitter feed, which is uh, Bax. Uh, you know, Russell, give, give us the whole uh, Russell Baxter joined us. Thank you very much. Uh, Russ, give, give us your Twitter feed and anything else you want to promote. And I appreciate a couple of minutes with you on this uh, early Tuesday, 614 morning. What's up, Russell? How are you today, bud? I'm doing good. It's Bax football guru and very much like Liam Neeson in Taken. Uh, I have a very mm-hmm. select set of skills, so uh, I'll follow you, and you'll have to follow me back. All right. There you go. Uh, absolute Backs, B-A-X football, uh, girl, G-U-R-U, uh, to check it out. Well, I'll, I'll start at the top, Russell. I mean, ultimately, do you think we will have a season? Uh, it's anyone's guess as far as whether it'll actually last the, the entire year, but, I mean, do you you buy into this full steam ahead? Absolute, you know, three weeks from now, there's, there's going to be NFL football. Well, I do. And, you know, I don't say that as not only a person who's done this for a long time, but somebody who has a lot of passion for what I do and and watching the game and so on. But, you know, the NFL has, I don't want to say the word lucky, Scott, but in some ways, yes, because their season has not been interrupted. Other than if you want to count the preseason, which was kind of on shaky ground uh, to begin with, but they are watching very carefully everything else that the other leagues have done. And, uh, you know, they, this recent controversy with the false positives and so on, they're on top of that. Uh, but they managed to pull off the draft. They managed to pull off free agency. Uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame canceled its ceremonies, which is not really, if people don't understand, the NFL doesn't run the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They work in conjunction with them and so on. But the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a separate entity, and that's going to be quite the celebration next year uh, when two glasses go in in, in 2021. But all like you said, full steam ahead. Um, and then I think they'll cross any bridge when they come to it. Some teams have made the decisions to have fans in the stands, limited as it is. Some have not. Um, but it's, it seems to me all 32 organizations working together with the league. And I, I think one of the most promising things that have come out of this year, which isn't necessarily related to COVID or anything, Scott, is there seems to be, for the first time in a long time, a lot of harmony between the NFL and the NFLPA, and I think that has made this offseason a lot easier as well. Interesting. You know, I, I wonder, Russell, are, are they going to be as anal as MLB? And I, I don't mean that really as negative that that would sound, in that we've seen baseball not have series. You know, Yanks-Mets here in New York, no series over the yeah. weekend. We know what's happened with Miami and the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, they could theoretically make some of those games up, and even if they don't, they can go on a win percentage. I don't know if the NFL can necessarily do that. You're not going to have a doubleheader in the NFL. So they're going to have a no. bye week that maybe they could play with. But, you know, I, I wonder if, uh, you know, pick a team. The New York Giants here have five, ten players come down with the virus. Is that going to be enough to not have them play a football game? I just wonder how the NFL – do you know if they're prepared? Is there a magic number for specific teams that say, okay, guys, we can't play. We have 12 guys. We have three guys. We have our starting quarterback and starting running back. Uh, any specifics on that, Russell? 
Um, I don't think the league has necessarily made any decisions on that. And again, I think they're watching what goes on. And, and that's why, Scott, I think there is less questions about the season starting on time and more questions about the season continuing. So we haven't run into a situation yet where, uh, you know, a team comes back from a game and all of a sudden a lot of uh, players test positive, if that's exactly the case. So I think it really is kind of a wait and see uh, with the league. I mean, we have seen NFL seasons interrupted uh, twice for a strike. And of course, go back to 2001 and 9-11 when they canceled an entire weekend. Uh, because of the tragedies in in New York and Washington and so on. And the NFL always seems to have some sort of contingency plan. Go back a couple of months ago, uh, you may recall the NFL talked about they could probably play the season as late as mid-October and still get in a full season and so on. And if the season is abbreviated for whatever reason, and I would think if if there is an outbreak, again, this is just a guess, um, they might shut down the league for a week, even though some, I, I find it hard to believe because of the limited amount of games in the National Football League, some teams would play 14 and some would play 13 or some would play 16. I just don't think it would work that way. So, again, this is all guess on my part, but um, if the NFL did have something go wrong, I think they would, you know, have a delay for the entire league and not just select teams. Right. Uh, last one on this, because I do want to get into a couple of specifics in the league itself. You know, a, a buddy of mine mentioned this, and when you start thinking about it, it's like, well, you know, you're, you're kind of right. Um, I understand they would be, you know, tackling each other and, and maybe breathing on each other, Russell. But, you know, when you start thinking about it, if, if you make the guys wear gloves, you know, basically from head to toe, they're covered. If you put a face, uh, a face shield over uh, the, the face mask so you're not breathing on each other, I mean, you, you know, you start thinking about it. They're really not touching each other. It's not skin-to-skin contact anyway. It's, it's you know, shoulder pad to shoulder pad, jersey to jersey, you know, arm pad to arm pad, but it's not skin-to-skin. So it really maybe playing the game is not the dangerous part versus maybe being in a locker room and, and all the other th- uh, things pertaining yeah. to football and sports. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And, of course, there's going to be, you know, constant testing and so on. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Well, well there, there, to me, there could be more hazards, uh, you know, with the players once they leave the game and during the week and so on, depending right. on what the, the environment is around them and so on, than there is maybe actually on the field for three hours. What, what, what went on in Baltimore with Earl Thomas? Boy, he must be some bozo, huh? Uh... Well, I mean, let's go back and look at how Earl Thomas's career ended in Seattle. Um, And, um, you know, he goes from extending one finger to extending five fingers. Correct? (laughs) Right. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, You know, you know, remember carted off with the knee injury and, and, uh, you know, said goodbye to the Seahawks and. And, and and now we see this and so on. And, and who knows what's going on with him? I mean, this is a quality player, you know, probably, you know, a guy you would talk about for the Hall of Fame, um, you know, given his early resume and so on and the consistency and the physical nature and, uh, you know, the ball hawk skills and so on. And, and it's, it's, it's not going well. This is, you know, a, it, there seems to be a frustration level uh, with him. 
these last couple of years due to due to injury and so on. And it'll be interesting. I mean, everybody seems to think that the Cowboys are going to pick them up, and uh, I think I, I think you're going to have to do your homework a little bit right now. Russell, can you hold on a, qu- a couple seconds? I want to get a couple more topics with you, if that's possible. Sure. Sure. Great. Russell Baxter sure. from uh, Bax Football Guru. Check him out on Twitter. More coming up. Bagels and Bad Beats on this uh, Tuesday morning with Scott Lennon. Hold on the line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Beats on a Tuesday morning, 25 past the hour. Talking a little NFL football. We don't do that too often, but the NBA, uh, you know, really nondescript yet action yesterday. Laker game was a dud. Uh, Hockey Islanders beat the Flyers, and uh, Dallas takes a surprising 2 nothing lead over Colorado. And baseball stuff, a little Albert Pujols talk early, but uh, never a bad time to talk a little NFL. We're doing that with Russell Baxter. Follow him on Twitter, Bax Football Guru. That's B-A-X Football Guru, G-U-R-U. He will follow you, uh, which is a beautiful thing. And Russ, just to pick up where we left off, as far as uh, um, uh, the, the the situation, is he going to end up Earl with the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, Earl Thomas. Thank you. I was thinking Earl Reed here. I'm getting a mental cramp here at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, is, is he going to end up with That's Dallas? Right. I was thinking Earl Gray too. So yeah, yeah, there, there you go. There you um, go. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, like I said before we went to the break, I think. Um, you know, the Cowboys are going to have to do their due diligence and so on. But as we saw earlier this year with them, they talk about a reclamation project. Uh, they brought back Alden Smith, um, whose problems off the field, you know, dwarf in comparison to what's going on to Earl Thomas uh, these days and so on. So, uh, you know, we, Jerry Jones has always had a little bit of Al Davis in him, you know, reclamation projects. And, uh, uh, you know, the Cowboys could certainly use some more help on defense uh, you know, they they lost a lot of defensive linemen in free agency. They lost Byron Jones. Uh, they've tried to, uh, you know, use free agency to uh, rebuild the defense. You know, they brought in Everson Griffin recently. They, uh, Gerald McCoy, who's now out for the year, unfortunately. Don Terry Poe. Um, you know, so they're looking for a lot of answers, and they could certainly use a little uh, physical presence uh, in, in the defensive backfield, and, and obviously it would be a, a very good fit. And, uh, it was re- as for as much as there was about Dak Prescott uh, with the Cowboys last year, it was really their Cowboys defense that disappointed. They looked like they were a unit that were on the rise, you know, with Jalen Smith and uh, Van Der Esch and uh, Sean Lee and Demarcus uh-huh. Lawrence and so on. They took several steps backwards last year. And of course, now you got a new head coach, new defensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, from, I think it's safe to say that Earl Thomas won't be back in Seattle. Granted, all they the Seahawks gave up to get Jamal Adams. It is amazing with him. You know, if you can't play for Pete Carroll and John Harbaugh, two you know highly regarded players, coaches, there, there, there must be something. You mentioned Dak Prescott. Uh, is Dak Prescott going to be a Dallas Cowboy in 2021? 
I think he will. And, you know, I, 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 I think I'd be, if I'm the Cowboys, I'd be hesitant to franchise him again. And, you know, we saw that happen with uh, Washington and Kirk Cousins. They did it two years in a row. And it's always iffy when you do that without, with for any player, much less a quarterback, because you're really committing an awful lot of money and so on. You know, they've, they've invested a lot in the Dak Prescott and vice versa. Uh, you know, he's with a coach now and Mike McCarthy and, you know, Kellen Moore is still there as the offensive coordinator. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd be surprised if Dallas gave up on him. To me, they would be taking a step backwards because once again, they would, you know, bringing a quarterback or drafting the quarterback, getting him acclimated to a system and so on. You know, it's been the Cowboys have won, not only haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995, they haven't been to the NFC title game. They haven't been to the playoffs in back-to-back years in more than a decade. So, uh, but is he a $35 you know, million dollar a year guy, good. though? Is he really, the, Russ, a 35 maybe even $40 million a year guy? I mean, I just don't see it with him. I know it's it's tough to go backwards and start fresh, but I, I just don't see it. You know, he's a nice quarterback. I throw him in the Ryan Tannehill categories. But is, is you know could you win a Super Bowl with him? You know I don't know. You, you tell me. Well, I think you can win a Super Bowl, uh, you know, with an efficient offensive line and enough defense and a constant running game and a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes because we've seen it throughout NFL history. You know all the, you know. It, it, keep something in mind here. We talk a lot about quarterbacks in the in the National Football League. I understand it's the glamour position. I understand it's what everybody likes to talk about. Uh, but you think you could – maybe you can drum up a list of the quarterbacks who have led the league in passing yards in a season and won the Super Bowls the same year. That would be zero, okay? Um, the 12 highest-scoring teams in NFL history in points in the season, Super Bowl wins, zero. It has a lot to do with defense and balance. Kansas City got a great year from Patrick Mahomes, Scott, in 2018. They gave up 421 points. The Chiefs gave up 308 last year. That's 113 points less. And somehow they won the Super Bowl. Is that a coincidence? Hmm. Probably not. Well, along that same vein then, Russell, yeah. Russell Baxter, uh, JV on Clowney, does he just not really want to play? It's, I can't believe teams are offering him the amount of money that they supposedly are because the numbers are just not reflective. But does he really just not want to play football anymore? Well, it's hard to tell. You see, here's, I think, the rub with Jadavian Clowney. He's an enormous talent. He got off to a very slow start in his career because of the injuries and so on. Um, been named a few Pro Bowls, but he's looking, and, and, and teams look at him, I think some teams look at him as this edge rusher, double-digit sack guy, create havoc, et cetera, et cetera. He's not that kind of player. He's not a 15 sack. He's never even had 10 sacks yeah, in the season. Yeah. He's a very, very good run defender, okay, from the defensive end spot. And that's why I suggested very early on that Buffalo would be a terrific place for him to go because for all the talent the Bills have on defense, uh, they're not a great run defense. Sometimes being a little too aggressive can work against you. Green Bay's another team. Green Bay's got Preston Smith and, and Zadarius Smith and really thick to pass rush. And what happened to them in the NFC title game and throughout the year? They're 23rd against the run. They were abysmal. So, you know, there's a there's an adage in football, Scott. It's, you know, hard to sack the quarterback when the running back has the ball. 
<laughs> very good, very good. Give me the the pecking order of most likely to occur. Uh, Aaron Rodgers not with Green Bay next year. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky not with the Chicago Bears next year. And then uh, just to recap, Dak Prescott not with the Dallas Cowboys next year. Um, I think uh, Trubisky won, Prescott uh, two, Rodgers three. I don't think Rodgers is going, to be going anywhere. Oh yeah, I, I, I think. Listen, he's he's a legendary figure and so on. And I think the fact that he understands that eventually the team will move on. But let's not forget some. Aaron Rodgers was drafted in 2005. He didn't sit one year. He sat three, three years as a first round draft choice. Okay, and that's not that long ago. Okay, that's during the era of free agency. The, Jordan Love has to prove he can play in the league before they make a move anything. Now, if you, you know, I know people who watched Aaron Rodgers, you know, even when he was a backup and so on. And, you know, to this day, he has one of the most amazing throwing motions you've ever seen in this league. You, you know, it's a, it, 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 here's something to consider with Aaron Rodgers, too. And some people like to knock where he throws away the ball. Would you want him to throw interceptions? That, I mean, that's, that's a kind of a novel concept. Aaron Rodgers has played in this league, and including postseason, Scott, he's thrown over 400 touchdown passes in his career. He has yet to throw 100 interceptions. Wow. Pretty good, considering who he's throwing to, too, right? You know, he's not, not exactly, well, uh, you know. Last couple of years, yeah. I mean, last couple well, of years, we, anyway. You know, James, remember we had James Jones and Jermichael Finley and Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson and, you know, guys out of the backfield who could catch. And, and you know, now he still has Devontae Adams, but, you know, one receiver doesn't make a team. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, him and Mike McCarthy, you know, apparently had some sort of a falling out in terms of offensive game plan and so on. I think Aaron Rodgers is a pretty – I hear people talking about he's getting old. Well, guess what? Every one of us, when we get up every day, gets older. Mm -hmm. If you don't get older, uh, you know, that's – the, you right. know, the opposite <laughs> is not really good, yeah. you know? So, um, but, you know, I, I'll i be curious to see Aaron Rodgers this year more than any other year, Scott, because, you know, he had the broken collarbone last year, you know, 2018 in that great comeback win against the Bears on Sunday night, he injured his knee. And it was hard to really tell if he was Aaron Rodgers all year. Now, last year, he was a year removed from it. Sometimes it takes a little while. I'll be really curious to see the zip on the ball this year and how he performs this season. That, that, to me, is a very telling year for him, and it really has nothing to do with Jordan Love. It has more to do with his health. Last one for Russell Baxter. I'll, I'll pass in a Tom Brady question and go to his former team, Russ. we got about a minute left. Patriots, is, is that a train wreck uh, ready to happen, or, or is Belichick uh, doing something mystical up there? Well, he's done something mystical for 20 years. We've seen him without Tom Brady, you know, when Brady was suspended, when Brady missed most of 2008, um, you know, uh, 11 straight division titles. The previous record was seven, okay? Uh, 19 consecutive winning seasons. If they pull that off this year, they'll tie the Dallas Cowboys from 66 to 85. Um, I'm more concerned about their defense. I mean, I'm, I'm really concerned about their offensive line because Dante Skarniecki is not there anymore and he's one of the great offensive line coaches ever you know perform in this league so is, is cam newton going to be a one-man show is it just going to be him julian edelman are they going to be able to run the football with more than just
Cam Newton. Remember all the guys, Scott, that they lost on defense, Jamie Kyle, Kyle Van yeah. Noy, Landon Roberts. Um, it's more than just Brady moving on. And if you remember their defense the second half of last year, it, we learned that they were more built from the back end than the front end. I mean, they couldn't yeah. stop the Ravens from running, and, and Garrett Henry, I think, is still running somewhere up in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Hey, Russ, great job, man. I appreciate you uh, joining us this this uh, Tuesday morning. Follow him on Twitter, Guru. He'll follow you. Russell Baxter, hopefully we'll do it again soon, Russ. I appreciate it, man. Russell Baxter, Vegas with a bad beat. Thank you, Russ. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beans with Scott Wetzel. I don't know if it's much to celebrate, honestly. Like I said, we, we just really didn't we didn't we didn't do much yet. You know, it, it's a it's a great it's a great thing that we were able to beat that team, of course. Um, it's a great team. Great players. And it does feel good. Um, but we know we know it's not over. We, we know um, Toronto plays Brooklyn and you know, depending on how that goes, I mean Toronto's the def- defending champions, you know. Tough team. So you know, we're going to watch out for that game, um, see how that goes, and, you know, take it one day at a time. And then, you know, whenever we know who we're going to face, be prepared. of the Boston Celtics after finishing off a four-game series sweep of the Philadelphia 76ers yesterday. Next up will be the Toronto Raptors uh, for the Celtics. That should be an interesting series. And then, uh, obviously, we're waiting on Milwaukee to finish off the Orlando Magic after taking a 3-1 series lead yesterday. So that uh, should be a foregone conclusion as they will match up against the Miami Heat. So from a standpoint of just, you know, one versus four. The higher seeds uh, look like they're all going to prevail in the, uh, the in the Eastern Conference. So thanks again to Russell Baxter joining us, talking a little NFL football. Uh, follow him again on Twitter, Baxter Football Guru. That's B-A-X Football Guru, G-U-R-U. And uh, he sends out uh, some tweets uh, all the time, covers the NFL. He's covered the NFL for, for a long time, does a great job. I've been following for a long time, so I do appreciate him. And hopefully he'll join us again down the line as uh, we hopefully cross our fingers, have an NFL season. You know, more and more teams are saying that fans are going to be loud in the stands, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15, 20 percent. You could live without football fans again, as I've mentioned a few times. I think the NBA and NHL have done a pretty good job. You know, being there, I'm sure, is very weird. But on TV, it's it's not that big a deal. Um, You know, on a scale of one to 10 fans in the stands of 10, I'd say this is like a seven and a half, even an eight. You know, it really is not that crazy. They haven't overdone the background noise and everything else. So I'm guessing the NFL will do the same thing, you know, with some limited fans in a stand. I'm curious to see how they devy up the tickets. I, I, that, that's my concern. 
And are they going to open up the entire stadium for these football games and just, what, do one every five? You know, what if you're bringing your daughter to the game or your son to the game? You know, what are the rules? You got to check for age. And listen, I'm not having my daughter seat four seats down there. I mean, she's 10 years old. She's 12 years old. And I know that, you know, someone on the other side of her is not going to be another four seats down. But, you know, I'm here with my kids. I want them to sit next to me. I, it, it's going to be a weird dynamic. I, I applaud them for trying to allow fans in the stands. Personally, I would just say, whoever's in, you want to buy a ticket, you buy a ticket. I mean, I, I don't. Sooner or later, people have to realize you're going to live your lives and you make choices, knowing that, okay, you're going to be sitting next to somebody that may have the virus. You know, you're going to be sitting in a chair that someone sat there a week ago that maybe had the virus. I mean, it's just a. Uh, a fact that you cannot hide yourself. So go ahead and allow people in the stands. Are they going to allow, you know, tailgaters? You know, if you're going to allow 15, 20,000 people in the stands, that means you're obviously opening up the parking lots. Are you going to be allowed? My kids mentioned that because we go every year. We go, we pick one giant game that we go to. And, you know, and I even suggested, I said, you know, it'd be kind of fun, you know, if, if uh, in the world of cell phones in which you could watch TV on your phone, right? I said, that might not be too bad going to a game and tailgating. You know, half the battle is just getting into the parking lot and and, then setting up your barbecue and your cooler and then the camaraderie of all the people walking around. I mean, that's a lot of fun, actually, uh, in addition to obviously going to the game. But I said, you know, what are we out there and tailgating? You know, watch the game there. God forbid, in this case, the Giants should actually put up like a couple of big screens. They have those, right? And encourage people to go there and watch the game there in, in the parking lot. Would that be a little two-faced? You can't go in the stadium, but you can in the parking lot? Probably, so they wouldn't do it. But, uh, you know, how are they going to limit that? Are you going to check people driving in? Listen, we, we we came to tailgate. Well, you're not allowed. We're not allowed. I'm going to pay my $40 to park. Literally, 40 freaking dollars, right? Crazy. Um, would they say, no, I got to see tickets to the game? So whether you have tickets to the game is going to determine whether you're going to be allowed to drive through or not. You know, very weird how they're going to have the dynamics of it. And in case of the Giants and Jets here in New York, New Jersey, you have literally uh, 50 to 60,000 ticket holders. Are you going to just divvy those up? Is it going to be, you know, out of the eight home games, are you just going to draw names out of the hat and say, all right, 10,000 get this, 10,000 get that, 10,000, you know, do that? How about ticket scalpers? You know, we have uh, uh, Rafi, our uh, ticket scalper, LL, in, uh, in Las Vegas. You know, he runs a business doing scalping. Is, is this good for him or is it bad for him? If you can't get tickets, and you can, and, you know, you go on some of those stub hubs and all those others, believe me, there are a gazillion tickets available. But um, that's with 70,000 seats per weekend. How about now only 10,000 seats per weekend? How valuable are those tickets? What will scalpers be able to get for those? You know, if you can get face value, we'll just say is 100 bucks for an NFL ticket. That's for 70,000 in, in most stadiums. Let's uh, drop that down by, you know, one-seventh. So now there's only going to be 10000 You know, would you multiply it by seven and say those $100 tickets are now worth, you know, 700 bucks? Uh, I wouldn't go that high. But, I, you know, depending on the city, I, I bet you could probably get a good three, four, five hundred bucks. You know, help pay for those ridiculous, moronic, just should be criminal PSLs. I'll tell you that. So, but I, I'm curious to see how that's all going to work out. Uh, but kudos for the NFL, at least trying to get people into the stands. And, and cross your fingers. Hopefully we have an entire season. I kind of have my doubts. But as I was telling with, with Russell, you know, when you really start thinking about it, it's more, I would assume, the locker room setting. But then you start arguing, is that any different than a college classroom setting? You know, you're not tackling each other in the locker room. Yeah, you know, you are taking showers, same stalls and same door handles. But, you know, 
You're sitting in the same seats in colleges. Uh, my daughter, I, I got to worry about, you know, when she goes into a classroom, she's got to touch that door handle, right? How many thousands of people over the course of a week are going to be touching that door handle? You think there's going to be a professor that's going to be wiping that down every single day? Eh, I kind of doubt it, you know, at, at least not a, a, after a week or so, maybe for the first couple of days. But then after a week, he's going to be like, yeah, what the fudge? Wear gloves. You know, I'm not, I'm not wiping that thing down. I gone through 15,000 Lysol wipes. I can't buy them anymore. You can't find them in the store. A cheap you University can, of U Haven. They're not going to give me a roll of toilet paper, never mind some Lysol wipes. So, well, you know what? Wear gloves, kids. I mean, you just so. Uh, but the actual tackling, you know, you head to toe, you got pads on, you you throw gloves on, you, you put a little face shield over your uh, face mask so you're not breathing on anybody, and uh, you know, re realistically, you know, how much are you touching skin to skin to skin? You're re you're really not. Football, I will tell you this. Now, basketball, they're living in a bubble. But, you know, that basketball is being touched by the 10 players, the officials, you know, the three officials, 10 players, 13 players easily for three hours, two and a half hours. But, again, that's a bubble, Scott. With football, all right, you got the quarterback. You got to make sure he's healthy. You got the running back and a couple of wide receivers and a few officials who could be wearing gloves. So it's, it's really the sport itself is pretty protective. As far as being safe, it's it's all the other camaraderie stuff, locker room that uh, you have to concern yourself. But th there really shouldn't be that many issues. But the key word there is shouldn't. You know, uh, it's not definite. It is shouldn't. So we'll see. Hopefully, because again, it's one thing not to have sports in the summertime, and we've actually had them. But it's one thing to have sports, you know, in the springtime or not have it because it's spring. You're outdoors. You're doing your garden. You know, at that point, we were prepping for hopefully a summer vacation. You can live with that. But try being cooped up inside in October, November, December. Nothing going on. Can't go outside. It's too cold and no sports to keep you company. That's going to go back to the days of February. That's going to be tough. It really, uh, you know, cross your fingers. That is uh, not the case. All right, a couple of NBA stories. First up, 76ers fire uh, Brett Brown. No surprise there. Uh, former Sixers swingman Jonathan Simmons, the class that he is, sent out a tweet saying about time they fired his ass. Eh, that's real nice. And eh, eh, that's that's real nice. So it's the usual names being bantied about in Philadelphia. My guy Jay Wright down in Villanova used to not work with him. That's true. I, I used to do the play by play when he was with Hofstra. A great guy, obviously. So he's being bountied about as he always, always is. He could have had that job years ago. Didn't take it then. I doubt he's going to take it now. Why would he? Uh, Tyrone Lou, who seems to be set for the Brooklyn Nets job. Uh, he's being uh, talked about, uh, you know, a couple of assistants. So somewhere along the line, someone's going to have to buy into Joel Embiid. And, and that's really the, the bottom line to it all. And the, that, that's what the NBA has become. If you want the Brooklyn Nets job, you better like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and, and more importantly, vice versa. And in Philadelphia, you know, Joel Embiid better like you. So uh, Porzingis tonight is listed as questionable. Game five, Clippers in Dallas, which has turned out to be the best series you know, as far as competitive, as far as juices flowing, as far as rivalries go. Um, you know, all the, the, the white stuff, uh, you know, black white issue with the white boy and all that other nonsense. Uh, hopefully Porzingis plays. Hopefully, 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 if you're a Clippers fan anyway, that Doc Rivers decides that, uh, you know what, Reggie Jackson at 6'3 can't guard 6'7 Luka Doncic. I mean, I would think he would learn that after game three, but uh, you never know. If the Clippers lose that series, boy, I'll tell you what, 
Uh, Doc has a lot of questions to answer uh, his strategy. A lot, a lot of questions. Because I, I think he just absolutely dropped the ball uh, in, in game three. Uh, baseball stuff from last night. N- nothing crazy outside of the pool holes. Uh, Cubs beat Detroit 9-3. to uh, Cubs get their 11,000th, uh, thank you very much, franchise win. Which is really basically meaningless when you consider how rare they won the World Series. But they do win last night. Uh, good series in the AL Central. Minnesota beat Cleveland 3-2, taking the opening of that series. Uh, Texas snapped an eight-game losing streak, beating Oakland 3-2 and Colorado 3-2. A lot of 3-2 scores last night. Beat Arizona, snapping a seven-game losing streak. So one of our favorite little betting slogans, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. Well, if you follow that, you went 0-2 last night because uh, Texas and uh, Arizona, or excuse me, Texas and Colorado both snapped their, their losing streaks. It is what it is. Uh, Mets did not play. They're set to play tomorrow. No more positive tests for the virus, so they've gotten a clean bill of health. They'll have a DH uh, doubleheader today, in fact, not tomorrow, uh, against the Marlins. Then they're going to have a doubleheader Friday and then a doubleheader against the Stankies on Sunday as well. So they're going to be playing six games in those three days, throw in a couple of others. They're going to be playing a lot of baseball, a lot of baseball over the next four or five days. So um, more thoughts out of the University of Iowa as far as the Big Ten, you know, playing football. Uh, the Iowa AD suggested maybe in the springtime. Uh, I'm sure the Big Ten powers don't like that stuff. That it, It's been hard enough for them to tell people we're not playing football, to keep having these ADs around the conference continue to say, well, maybe we'll just delay it. Maybe we'll have it in the spring. Maybe we'll have it in February. It's 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 not happening. It's just, unfortunately, it's not happening. And the Big Ten, for whatever reason, seems to be, you know, hell and bent on just making sure it doesn't happen for some dopey reason. Unlike with Nick Saban down in Alabama, who's telling the world that, well, they're playing because of the players. Okay, Nick. Not because you're making a gazillion dollars. Not because maybe just maybe you'd have to give some of that seven, eight million dollar salary back if there was no football. That that's no, 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 no. That's not why you're playing. No, it's because of the kids. That's why you're playing. Okay, Nick. All right, brother. Any anything you say there? Any anything uh, you absolutely say? If that, that's uh, if that allows you to sleep at night, Nick Saban, knowing that you're playing football because of the players not not the eight nine million dollar salary not the endorsements uh, none of that other stuff not the money that's being brought in for colleges uh including obviously alabama no that that's not the reason it's because of the players oh okay i got you all right bagels and bad beats on a tuesday we'll take a break come back let's see if we can pick some more winners for you we have been on absolute fire with another guaranteed winner yesterday. We'll continue it probably uh, when we come back with another winner. We'll play today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels 
and Bad Beats on this Tuesday morning. A couple of stories here. We didn't have time to delve into too much. First up, some NBA news. Toronto says Kyle Lowry diagnosed with a left ankle sprain. His condition will be updated as uh, they get closer to uh, game time uh, when they next take on the Boston Celtics. They were 12-2 and this year without him, but I don't think they'd be able to beat the Celtics uh, without Kyle Lowry. Cleveland Browns, I, I tell you, it goes from bad to worse for the Browns. What, what a pathetic franchise. Rookie safety Grant Delpit tore his ACL in practice yesterday. Wow. Second-round pick from LSU. Uh, he will be missed for sure. Remember that story we told you last week with the former Seattle Seagirls cornerback, Kemba Silverand, who uh, tried to sneak in the girlfriend, and uh, they found out he was she was dressed up as a Seattle football player, and uh, he couldn't get her through protocol there, and he ended up getting kicked off the team and cost himself a chance of making a half a million dollars. Uh, it, it took him a little while. I'm not sure why, but for whatever reason, he decided to apologize yesterday. Not a week and a half ago when it happened, not when he was embarrassed by it, not when, you know, he's looking to get another job. But I guess after a week and a half and nobody called him, he realized, you know what, he better try and uh, fix this damaged good. So he apologized yesterday. Uh, nice job by uh, the, uh, I guess, the, the streets of Los Angeles. They're going to rename a street to Kobe Bryant uh, Boulevard. Uh, between Olympic Boulevard and Martin Luther King Boulevard, which I guess is near the Staples Center. So a uh, nice job by them. And uh, Jets running back Le'Veon Bell was talking about how great the Sam Darnold is looking practice and said, just don't go to any bars, please, after coming down with Mono uh, last year, if you remember that. As far as our winner is concerned, gave you another easy, easy winner on over Orlando and uh, um, uh, Milwaukee yesterday. Today we're going to go right back to the NBA board. You know what? We've had success with the NBA. And uh, no sense going unders on Dallas Clipper games. So I'll go over 235 and a half. It's a monster number. But you know what? They're not playing any defense. Great job by the phone callers. And everyone else, Russell Baxter, follow up. Bax football guru. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here. Thank you for the bad beat. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.